When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where influential guests and I break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is the secret to a lasting relationship. Let's do this. Hello, Kinda Daters. I'm Natasha Chundale. You're listening to Kinda Dating. Remember, if you like this episode, please screenshot the episode and tag us and tell us what you thought of it on social media. Um, also, please tell your friends and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. And hey, if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating or review. It helps us a lot. We're also on social media. We are at Kinda Dating across the board, especially on Instagram and TikTok. I'm at Natasha Chundale on Instagram and Facebook. Natasha Dutch and they'll on TikTok. Well, guys, uh, we're jumping into this a little fast because we have very limited time because I have another podcast to go to after this. But this is our part two with my better half. Uh, so if you didn't hear the last episode, you really, really should. But he is a brand strategy director by day, a renowned techno DJ and producer by night. Um, but he is also the love of my life. Um, and I don't get to do this often on this podcast. I've never done this before on the podcast. So I really want you all to welcome um, Luis Miranda. Hi, Hello. baby. Hi, mi amor. Are you all settled in now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done this now? He's a podcast pro, kind of I dating guess. pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, More relaxed. Yes. Well, we already answered in last episode, uh, you know, single or in a relationship. Bitch, has that changed in the last... <laughs> the last 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm in a very strong relationship. Good. You didn't want to break up with me after that record? Not at all. Okay, wonderful. Then we're on a good... <laughs> we're on a good pace. Um, well, this episode is something that I think is very, very important. Um, you might not know this. One of the reasons I've waited a long time to have you on the podcast is like... It's just one of those, you know, I'm a little bit more private about us and I don't, I don't like any kind of, I only want positive energy towards us. And I don't like to act like anybody knows it all. Um, something I'm very vehemently against as a, you know, mm -hmm. kind of a stance. Um, but I think, you know, we, ha we have been in a relationship for three and a half years now. And I do think we have some strengths, you know, like there are some things we're really good at. Um, and I think I want to jump right into it because this is sort of the secret to a lasting relationship. And 
for us, that has been... Communication? Yeah. Right? I would say, uh, like, why do you think that we work? Well, um, I think, as I, as I said, like, uh, first, we have a very constant, clear communication. Uh, so that avoid a lot of potential problems. Uh, besides, yeah, it works because we care about each other and we show up in that sense and, and demonstrate that every day, not just in Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we keep the flame uh, very much super alive um, constantly. And also we are very transparent about who we are and the things that we enjoy and, and we don't. And, and yeah, I think we... We also are, uh, yeah, many things together. We are great lovers, uh, but we are great friends and great partners and, and we lift up each other, you know, not only in our personal lives, but also in our professional lives. So something that I told you, uh, tell you every time is like uh, we are a team and that team is brought to life in all the areas of our life. It's very true. You really do say that to me all the mm -hmm. time. And, uh, and... I think what's, you know, even when you say it back, I realize like we communicate so much, um, even when it comes to, and you know, because a lot of people think of communication as just like talking about your feelings or when there's a problem. But it's not just that. It's like from the beginning, I remember us having conversations of like, well, how do you, what is your view on this? What is your view on this? Mm -hmm. Let's start right at the beginning when we went on our how we explained in the last episode of how we met three weeks before lockdown on our third date, we decided to sort of lock down together, mm -hmm. but it was our third date. Mm -hmm. We didn't know each other yeah. really, you know, but we had a good feeling and, and we asked each other right away, Hey, you cool to keep it between us mm -hmm. so that, because COVID was this like scary thing at the time and we just didn't want to die. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, hey, um, are you okay to just keep it between us so that for safety reasons, not because we were trying to say we're in a relationship right away, yeah. but we wanted to explore it and be safe. And the first thing was that we both agreed on that. Mm -hmm. And then I remember as we, you know, um, as we sort of, uh, spent a lot of time together, we would talk a lot about what we liked and didn't like and mm -hmm. what we valued and didn't value. Like, I told you right away that I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about family is one thing. I said, I don't know how I feel about marriage. I don't know how I feel about this. These are my hangups. These are my not. Mm -hmm. But like that sets the tone. It was also like you told me very much. I'm very independent. I like to focus on this, this, this. I like to also do this. I need time to work out. I need blah, blah, blah. So like I knew all those things. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think that set up the, the foundation to start navigating the relationship in a, in a way that uh, has less barriers and, you know. Like as in you know what you're working with. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's like not a surprise. I mean, that doesn't 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 mean that it's gonna be successful. Yeah, but you are just trying to remove barriers and potential potential uh, miscommunications mm -hmm. that create some problems. Uh, so it's like just trying to make the path smoother. And yeah, because even 
and then, you know, the reason I mention is because it even extends beyond just that. Then the communication is also in like, you know, I hope you don't feel TMI because, you know, I say everything on the podcast, but even when we have sex and even right from the beginning, we used to be like, hey, do you like this? Do you not like this? What do you like better? You want to try this? Are you into this? Obviously, because uh, at the end, it's like a, it's a, we are also a team in in when we're having sex, right? So it's about both. It's not. It shouldn't be about one person only. So we need to know uh, what things you like, what things I like, etc. But that we can project that to any area of life. Mm-hmm. But it's it's complicated. Like it's hard for people to have those conversations. Like I admit, I didn't always have that with people in the past, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, it was a skill I've learned over years to communicate better and to ask in the moment and not wait. You know, I was notorious. I've told you this too, that Mm -hmm. if you met me 10 years ago, I don't think you would have liked me because I didn't know how to communicate. I was very like, if we talk about attachment styles, like very avoidant, it took me I was literally notorious. I would wait two weeks before I would tell anybody about a problem. And it was because it took me a long time to process the problem and then to articulate my words. Because I didn't know what I was feeling back then. I, I would just get overwhelmed. And then by the time I would talk about the problem, the guy was like, forgot that that had ever happened. And then I would bring this up and then they would be like, what the fuck? And then every time that happened, the relationship ended. And I took it as it's because I talked about the problem. But that wasn't the thing. It was that I wasn't dealing with it in the moment. I was being avoidant. And then how I was talking about the problem. But probably you learn learn from that experience. Of course. I mean, not Uh, one experience, many, many experiences. Yeah. And we all learn, like uh, you said that you uh, 10 years ago, but I mean, me 10 years ago, like uh, probably has some uh, immaturity in all the in, in another aspects. So at the end is like a life is uh, relationships works in the right, t- with the right timing. The love of your life in the rock is, is the person that is the love of your life of who you are now. So, and the point is like a evolving together that that's, and I think communication is also a, a tool to help you evolve in the same direction at the same speed, you know? Because you are also telling what are the things that you want, what are your dreams, what are like, a, and I don't want that you have your dreams in your mind and I'm going into another direction. Uh, uh, if that happens, it's better to talk about it. Yes, and I think that that's such a huge point because even you and I talked about that in the beginning, where it was like you are our DJ and you also want to tour and you have toured and you you travel a lot. So it was like, hey, is that going to be okay for you? And because I'm also an artist, I, the number one thing I've said and I've always said to you is, you got to go for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I will always be here and that's not going to mm-hmm. change. But like, you can't not do that, you know, because I know how that felt when I was younger and somebody told me I couldn't yeah. do that, that I would never, ever do that to somebody else. Not for my insecurity, for damn sure, that like, oh, I don't want my partner traveling. I'm always like, no, go live your dream. And then, you know, and I will, of course, be there whenever I can. Mm -hmm. But there might be times you can't and you're like, that's okay. But you told me that in the beginning and then we communicated, like we talked about where we stand on those those issues. And I think all of 
all of that, like being honest about where you are in that moment, what your future dreams are, what you want, don't want. You know, we also had to talk about retirement very early, right? Because like you're from Spain and and you want to be there eventually. And we had to talk about that. And it wasn't like, guys, that wasn't a conversation we had in like month one. No. Right? That was no, a much no. farther in conversation. But it was also a conversation. Yeah. And I it mean, was we not talk about, being scared of having that conversation. I think we talk about any topic possible. Yeah. Uh, we talk about kids. We talk about retirement. We talk about sex. We have uh, talk about family, career, uh, uh, dreams. Um, and it changes too, right? And mm-hmm. I think like when we first met, um, I was very undecided and I was like, I don't know about kids. I don't know. And then I freaked out. And then I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to freeze my eggs. And like, but you were so supportive about it. And you, we were not even a year into the relationship. And I was like, I guess I got to do this. And I froze it. And then after I was like, oh, I think I maybe I want kids. And, and But I had to talk with you. And then I was like, I don't know anymore. I don't know if I want them. And And now we're just, but all of that has always been a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's always just like a talk about it. And my therapist also told me, she's like, you're probably going to keep changing your mind and you're probably going to keep evolving, like you said, but you have to keep sharing yeah, where yeah. you are. And, and and that sharing is involving not just big things, but also small, th- everyday things. Mm-hmm. I think I think that communication has the two layers, right? Like uh, the, the zoom out of big topics of your life. And also the zooming and the small things about how you feel today. Uh, like, uh, for example, if, if I feel that you are uh, grumpy or sad, etc., I want to know wh- what is the reason. Because then may- maybe in my head, otherwise I, I want to start thinking, oh, it's, it, maybe it's, it's, it's something, there's something wrong with us or... Like, not, not that I think that, but I could think about that, mm-hmm. you know? So, and you have sometimes, you've thought about it. You thought that because I was grumpy, it was something you did. And I was like, no, no, no I was yeah. just, exactly. I was stressed because of something somebody else told me about work and now I'm in my head. And and and, and, and I think that that helps the, the other person also to, to have like a more mental peace about, oh, yeah, well, I mean, this is, that, communic- that communication, it helping both to feel good. Because all those like little, 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 little moments is what um, kind of pulls people apart, mm-hmm. you know, or missing those little, little, little moments and not communicating those those little gaps. Yeah. It's like pushing you to one side yeah. uh, that is not my side. Yeah. But, uh, like all uh, our space together. Mm-hmm. You know? Because people forget that like, and I think what example you gave is such a good one that we think that the other person just knows us. Mm-hmm. But nobody is psychic. Like, you would not know. And we live together. We work together. We, you know, we're mostly in the same house. You know, we work remotely for the most part. And yeah, you're still not in my head. You don't know every conversation I've had with everybody in the day. And and so you don't know what suddenly set me off. Mm-hmm. And then you do think that it's you. And if somebody is always carrying that, with them because they haven't had clarification that starts creating a rift. Mm-hmm. They start then seeing themselves as a problem and the other person as an adversary versus like, hey, this is my partner. Let me figure out what happened. Like what's, mm-hmm. so like nipping it in the bud is like a very important thing that I never used to do. I never did that, you know? And 
And I think one part that's big for me with us is that I'm not scared of coming to you and saying anything, which is something, it's it's a partially uh, an environment you have helped create and is partially where I am as a human, Mm -hmm. where I'm now like, hey, I would rather know the answer than live in some fucking fake reality. So I would rather just know what's up. Or I would rather confront, like, I'm annoyed about blah, blah, blah. And, but we've also had to communicate to say, hey, just because we're having an argument, it's not the end of the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we've had to say that. Like, it's okay that we're arguing right now or disagreeing. It just doesn't mean that every conversation has to go, well, this is the end then. And yeah, because you have to be very mindful, guys, too, when you say that, right? I've done that before. And, and I've had somebody do it to me. And you can't always think that your relationship is, is like, is like you're, you're, in a thin, in a thin yeah, line, like, or yeah. you're walking a tightrope and one yeah. false move and it's over. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it can't be such a weak string, you know? So you can't use that as like, oh, well, are you sure about like, oh, you did this? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what this says about you or, and the relationship because that puts somebody else in such an insecure spot. Yeah. And then, of course, you're going to make them look elsewhere because they're just trying to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's always like, to me, I'm like, we're we're in this. So this can't just feel like, hey, one small thing that happens is the end of the relationship. I've told you what the end of the relationship is. <laughs> it, you cheat on me, that's the end of the relationship. Yeah. You know, maybe if you murder somebody, the end of the relationship. You know, but otherwise, it's like, Let's work it out. Mm-hmm. And it's just us having a conversation. Um, but I do think it's important how you're having that conversation. Right? Um, I don't know if you know this, baby, but um, there's something called, uh, and I really advise everybody listening to to Google this, but it's called John Gottman's Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. And he talks about these four behaviors. I'm going to pull it up. Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Um where these are four behaviors that uh, are 90% predictors of divorce. And um, they're very simple, right? So when you fight, if you use these four things, 90, not likelihood, and you keep doing it, not one-offs, because yeah, one-offs, yeah. we all do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if this is your fighting style, you are likely going to lead yourself to divorce. Um, and it is criticism. So saying... You are statements, you know, um, you never think about how your behavior is affecting other people. I don't believe you're forgetful. You're just selfish. You never think of others. You never think of me. Mm -hmm. So that's like a criticism, right? Um, Contempt, which is um, contempt goes far beyond criticism. While criticism attacks your partner's character, contempt assumes a position of moral superiority over them. You're tired? Oh, cry me a river. I've been with the kids all day running around like a mad person to keep this house together. All but all you do is work around, work from home. You know, then the other one is defensiveness, Mm -hmm. which is if somebody does come to you with a problem and you go, you know, you just become really defensive about it instead of just like, hey, let's talk about it. You're like, oh, what, what do you mean? I didn't do this. You did this, you know. 
that kind of thing. And then the last one is stonewalling, which I'll admit this is what ended our my relationship with my ex who cheated on me was stonewalling, which was the most frustrating experience I've ever had, which is when you're telling somebody about a problem, they shut the door on you or walk away from you and just literally leave. And there's just no talking about it, period. And you do that over and over again. And if you're having a real problem and they just close the door on you mm -hmm. in the middle of a conversation is the most frustrating. Yeah. Like it made, it made me angry. I saw fucking red. Um, so learning how to fight is a very important thing. And and again, we're, you and I are not perfect in, in these scenarios. But I think for the most part, we're very conscious about doing it as like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm feel statements, right? Yeah. Versus going, you're this and you're that, which we also have done, not, you know. But again, the, the um, how much, you know, it's kind of a scale. How much are you doing it? Because we're all humans, you're going to do some of these things. And, and, but... and because we are humans, I think the, the point is to be aware mm -hmm. of those things because probably we, we are, as you said, sometimes we are going to do the bad thing you know, like uh, we are not going to be perfect and maybe I'm going to tell you a, a critic comment or anything like that, but be aware of what you are doing in that moment, you know. But anyways, I think communication is not only about uh, avoiding bad things, mm -hmm. but also communication helps you to create really great things, you know, and, and open to sur doing surprises and, and knowing how you feel can give me uh, uh, intelligence about how to how can I make you feel better? How can I give you a surprise? How can I take us uh, um, doing a, a getaway weekend? Or when 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 do we need to reconnect? Uh, because obviously we are busy. We we both have uh, our careers, and and sometimes we are too busy. Uh, that yes, we live together, but but uh, we also have a life different mm -hmm. uh, different lives. So we also need to communicate to see when do we need to stop and dedicate more time to us mm -hmm. because it's a balance. It's, uh, we have to balance our, our lives as individuals and our life together. So I think also there's a great positive, not just focus, let's focus on the, on the problems and the, obviously communication is a, is a great tool to solve, avoid problems, but communication is a great tool to inspire uh, great moments as well. Yeah, and I think something that, you know, we're also um, really good at and I want us to, like, keep up for the rest of our lives is, like, we compliment each other, mm -hmm. you know? You wake up every morning or if I get, if I'm dressed up, you're like, oh, guapa, muy guapa. And, like, you know, you'll compliment me if I did something good or if I've excelled at something or I look good or I made a good meal or whatever. And then I try to do the same for you. I'm like, oh my God, you killed it today. Like, this is huge because you need that cheerleader. You need that support and you mm -hmm. want somebody to make you feel good. And we forget about that. Like, we forget to compliment our partner. And I, to me, words of affirmation are the lowest in my book. Mm -hmm. So it's not that that's the thing I need, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it helps. It's nice to know that somebody value like even saying thank you for meals or whatever like this tasted really good because mm -hmm. I don't like cooking but I cook for you so when you say that I'm like oh okay good then I'll mm -hmm. I'll, I'll make more of it next time for you <laughs> you know and that like motivates somebody and we forget that because 
we're often in the society that, like you said, we're always focused on like the negative and avoiding the negative. But sometimes we don't feed the positive. Yeah. And, and also communication comes in different ways, right? Like uh, sometimes it's not just words. It's, it's, it's a look. It's a, a body language. It's uh, different things. I was just telling somebody, um, oh, I was on the picket line and there was this couple that was uh, together for 35 years. And the guy was, the he wanted to leave and she was still talking. So he came over and basically like, you know, was like, uh, he whispered in her, in her ear and said like, all right, we, we got to go. And I made a joke about it. I said, oh, he's that person in the relationship that's like the, we got to exit. And she goes, yeah, yeah, because he knows that I'll just stay around. And I said, oh, do you know what Luis and I do? Um, I said, because it's usually me. And then she goes, what? And I said, we hold hands and then I do a two squeeze. And I said, Luis knows that that's the, to go. <laughs> like I'm giving some code yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. for something. I'm like yeah, two yeah, squeeze. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they were like, oh my God, that's brilliant. And I was like, yeah, it's just like our way of uh, nonverbal communication. And, and, and that's the result of knowing you each other. You know, and spending time together and, and you understand. It's like when people say, hey, relationships are built with time. And uh, when you build that relationship, you understand. You don't have to sometimes to tell you something with words. Maybe it's a look, it's a, it's a body language, uh, what is communicating something. Because, you know, we, we got together during the heart of the, I mean, the lockdown, the main, you know, and again, two strangers ending up together and it actually working it has been rare. You know, we were together all the time, not all the time, but like maybe four days at a time. Then we took one day off. Then we were together four days and took one day off. But I believe that that worked for two reasons. And in, in the fact that we communicated a, a lot as we were going, but also that we let each other be. That was a big thing for us. And I don't know if you even clocked it, but like you worked a lot and I like to write. So because I wasn't writing at the time because the show just finished, but like I needed alone time and you need alone time and we respect each other's alone time. So it wasn't like we needed to talk all day. It was like, great, he's off doing his work and you were just sitting in another room or you were just sitting next to me, but in, in silence and doing our thing. And we respected that. And and I really think that that I th made I, a difference. I, th I think that is also uh, an, an interesting communication space when it comes to being together. Um, more than being together, feel that we are together even we are doing different things. Like we are at home or we are in the living room. Uh, maybe you're watching something or I'm reading. And we don't talk to each other, but we feel that we are there connected and we don't have to be talking all the time. We don't have to be doing the same things or even being in the same rooms. You know, you can be upstairs, downstairs, but we feel that and create that sense of feeling. I think is important. And I, I'll say um, a huge thing is also that you are a very good listener. You listen when I say something, which is... Um, I'm pretty sure I told you in the beginning, I said, like, I'm also a really quiet person. And, and you know that and you listened and you like respected. And if there's ever a problem and I tell you like, hey, there's this, can you like 
can we not do this? Or, um, you know, this made me feel this way. You've mostly always been like, never repeated something because you've listened to what I've said. And then, you know, that just shows like a lot of respect. Mm -hmm. So in the, in that idea of listening has, I feel made me value you even more because that's hard, you know, it's hard for people to listen and then actually remember that their partner might like or not like this thing. And it could be again, in just little things, right? Like, you know, I like mangoes. So like you go to a store and you get me mangoes and I know you like certain things. So I go to a store and I get you those certain things. And all of that, like little, little stuff that sometimes I'm like, I don't even realize that you remember. Mm -hmm. You do. I think also the another part for us that was funny, right, was uh, the cultural differences. Yeah. That the reason we also needed to communicate um, was because to avoid the miscommunication. Because maybe I you say something and I understand something different. Because first maybe it's like a my English. I I don't understand that that meaning. Or maybe in my culture that has a different meaning. So do you want to tell them the hanging out story? <laughs> no, you can, you can. <laughs> no, tell her. No, right? tell, tell, tell. Well, uh, in, it wasn't like we weren't official by then. It was a couple months into the relationship. And I think, I don't remember if it was like you said to a friend or something. You said like, oh yeah, we've been hanging out for this many months. And, uh, and I, in my head, I was like, oh, hanging out for this many months? And... Again, we weren't official, but hanging out felt very casual to me. And at that point, I didn't think we were casual. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like after my birthday in, in our first. And guys, remember, like March was the lockdown, March 2020. My birthday is end of May 2020. But we were by July, we were already doing like a, a we'd got an Airbnb with some friends, like our little our bubble. And um, and it was like we were already talking about bigger things. So it was all very escalated. And so to me, it felt like a more serious thing that I was invested in. And when you said hanging out, I got so upset. And I remember I was like, well, and I, I remember calling Adam, my best friend, and being very mad. And, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to ask him. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah, well, what, am I, what do you mean? I'm not going to like sit around like being like the, the casual girl for however long. I'm not in that phase anymore. So I just asked you and I said, hey, like you said, we're hanging out. And like that made me feel like this is super casual. Is that where your head's at? Because it's not where mine's at. Yeah. And I said, no, no. I mean, for me, hanging out uh, meant like we were dating and spending time together. Um that's how I... You were taking it in the literal here. Like, no, we're literally like hanging out all the time. <laughs> but you didn't mean it in the context that it was like... Casual, yeah, yeah. And so, but again, like if we didn't have that conversation, there would have been this weird miscommunication. And we've kind of had that, you know, those conversations throughout where sometimes we have these cultural differences and they come up and and the way you express yourself is different in English than it would be in Spanish. And, and I've, I have to learn that like, oh, this is what he means by this. Or if he's saying it in fewer words, it's not because yeah. he's mad or, or it means less or he's being, it's just, it's how he communicates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yep, yep. That's uh that seems correct. Um well any other like before we wrap out this episode, what do you think are are some of our little secrets to uh to our la- lasting relationship? Just um apart from communication is we laugh a lot. We have fun times and we find uh ways to keep that flame alive in, in different ways. And so we find opportunities to have fun, laugh. I think humor is an important thing. I think we both like uh, our, like humor and, and, and laugh uh, together. And so that's super important. Um, what else? Um, we cuddle a lot. We cuddle for like two minutes two at minutes. night <laughs> and then we turn the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we like to travel, and we travel as much as possible. Uh, and I think but I do think, like, coming back to that communication thing, like, I was just thinking, because I'm in the middle of a strike right now, and it's been kind of a rough up and down time, and I've had to really, like, talk to you about that, and I've been like, hey, I'm not in, like, a good headspace, or when I am in a good headspace, I tell you, hey, I'm feeling better now, but then when I'm not, I'm like, I'm just not. And, and the times that... I haven't told you it's escalated into a bigger problem than it needed to be because I wasn't ready to talk. Oh, that oh, was a big one. Yeah, yeah. I, I was about to, to say like uh, when you are going to have the about to have the period. I uh, like uh, at the beginning, we always have like uh, some fights in the week that you… Yeah, uh, the week leading up to my period for sure. And But the other thing is um, knowing when not to talk is a huge thing. And I've told you this, right? Where for me, I'm always like, don't speak to me when I'm angry. So like when I've said like, hey, not right now, I I promise I'll come back to it. Just don't, I don't want to speak right now because my anger can get the best of me. Mm -hmm. And I might not be able to remember these four horsemen of the apocalypse. That was trial and error for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and th- th- for sure, we f- we went through a little, because you like to talk about something right away, and I'm like, I promise I will just give me even an hour. And that was the difference between my mom and dad, because my mom always knew that, so she was like, leave her alone, mm-hmm. she'll calm down, and she'll come back and talk. My dad was always like, tell me right now, and I was like, fuck you! Fuck you to hell! Like, I just fuck lost you. it, you know? <laughs> um, but with her, she'd come back, and then I'd come back, and I'd laugh, I'd be like, hey. So like, that thing. Um, listen, listening, listening is, I think, is, is is the key, the key to communications. If you don't listen, how you're gonna uh, understand the other person, how how that person feels, right? So I will say that uh, we listen to each other uh, and and we stop and put the awareness on. I will continue to listen to, to you that person. as long as you will allow me to. Um, thank you for being on the podcast, and I love you. Guys, this was a very special two episodes for me to have Luis on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Hope that um, we were not too cheesy. It's okay. They've heard me be not cheesy all the time. So it's fine if once in a while we are cheesy. <laughs> Baby, I love you. Thank you again. Um, how can everybody find you on social media? Uh, Instagram at Luis Miranda. Um, And guys, we will have his socials in the show notes of this episode. So please make sure you follow Luis. He's really, honestly, like an amazing DJ and producer on top of being a fucking fabulous 
brand strategy director. That's his day job and what he's brilliant at. But the music is also like fucking beyond. You just got in some list of like top 100 techno DJs in the world. In the world. Yeah. In working, the world. Working on it. <laughs> Baby, no, you're not working. You're on the list. Yeah, yeah. In but the world. I mean, this doesn't mean, it, it means a lot, but this is a journey. It's a long race, so... The yeah. fact that you're on it already. Yeah, of course, yes. 100. Like, uh, I think it's great to see people love my music and and yes, uh, we will continue working on that direction. Well, baby, I'm very proud of you and uh, and I, I you. hope, thank you, baby. And I hope everybody checks out his stuff. Um, we're also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. I'm at Natasha Chindale on Instagram and Facebook, Natasha.Chindale on TikTok. Hey guys, thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you like something you heard, screenshot the episode and tag us on social media. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandale. Aisha Holden is my co-host and our social media producer. And we only sound great thanks to our producer and audio engineer, Adam Pineless. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.